All right. What's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn with Dundeal Investments, LLC, and I'm coming to you guys live. Right now, we're Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and before I get started, I want to, um, hang on one sec. I just want to go on to Instagram and put, uh, put the charity link up there. One second, where's charity donation page? So sick how like if I go on here, it just automatically recognizes the words I want to do. So it's, it actually saves me time. Ah, oh, fuck. All right, we'll do this. Post that. Come on, post it. There we go. All right, so <clears throat> again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dundeal Investments, and I'm coming to you guys live, Instagram and Facebook. Now, messed up this week. Didn't, didn't end up doing Monday and didn't end up doing Wednesday. It's okay. We'll revive it. Today's Thursday, the 15th of November. And then what we're also going to do is we'll, we'll do one tomorrow, which is going to be uh, Friday the 16th. So I'm going to try to get the times at 630 today. I was kind of, uh, ended up having a, a bomb threat at my job and I had a, I came home and like, I didn't, I didn't want to waste the two hours and do nothing. So I'm like, I got to, my mentality is like, I need to work. <clears throat> so, I, and I have a lot of stuff at work that I'm trying to do right now. Like we're trying to update uh, the Broward College um, calendar events for Facebook and, um, and the Broward College blog. And I just have a lot of stuff that I'm trying to, what's up Ashma, by the way. Ashma, hit me up and let me know when you're in town. Um, what do you call it? So I have a lot of events that I'm trying to put up on there. And the problem that I was having was, uh, I didn't want to go to work tomorrow and then have to do all the stuff. And then I'm behind on things because someone had a bomb threat. So I came home, drove home 30 minutes to get home and then worked for like two hours at home on my laptop, getting things done when I'm sure a lot of the people at the office probably went home and like took a nap or probably didn't do anything. So I'm just not, not to say that, <clears throat> not to say that I like, you know, they're, they're terrible people. I'm just saying that I am going to be the hardest worker in that office. So, uh, you know, I came home and I'm going to get stuff done. So that way I'm not procrastinating. Things aren't being pushed off. Um, I actually today also went and showed the guy that's in a whole different department. He's at the Academy. His name's John. How to do, um, he wanted to take, he had a green screen of one of the deans that, uh, they're trying their, these, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm trying to think of how to like describe it, but he he's one of the people that's in charge of all the stuff that goes on in the police academy when they graduate. So he had this, he filmed the Dean with the green screen and he wanted an American flag in the background of the video. Right. And I already, I've done green. I have a green screen myself. I already kind of know a little bit about filming and editing and, and changing the background on a green screen and not going to call anyone out. But what happened was he came into the office and I guess I wasn't there. I helped him with something else. And I, and I guess, you know, from talking to him, he understood that I knew a lot. And he came into the office, asked for someone. He asked for me specifically, by the way, which is pretty, which is pretty awesome. Like just that alone that he's looking for me specifically to handle something means that I'm doing the right thing. All right. Means that, that out of anyone that he probably could have went to for, uh, for help on filming and editing, which by the way, I'm, I don't specialize in filming and editing. I just, I've, I've done it when I was in high school um, and I constantly, you know, put together videos and stuff like that. So I, I saw the background of it and I know what I'm doing. Um, majority of the time, and if I don't, I just go on YouTube, but he came in the office, asked 
what happened was I came back and he obviously wasn't there. And the one guy I work with, uh, the one guy I work with said, you know, this guy, this guy's looking, and one second, I'm just gonna fix my back. <laughs> it's kind of bothering me. He said, this one guy, you know, the guy, John's looking for you to do the video. All that, you know, give me the background of what he wanted. What's up, Sean? What's up, babe? Uh, and he wanted me to, you know, do this thing for him. And, and, he, and the guy that I work with is like, you know, he's coming in and he's like, look, he's like, this guy wants you to do him a favor. But he's like, if you do this favor for him, I'm telling you, he's going to want more and more and more and more from you. And I was like, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, that's great. That's opportunity. Like, I, I, like I'm not even kidding you. I looked him dead in his face and I was like, that's amazing. I hope he calls me to do more work for him. That's opportunity. And he looked and he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, look, man, it's opportunity. If he's coming looking for me, I hope he comes back to look for me after I do him a favor. I want him to come back in and ask me to show him some more stuff. It's the point of the matter, which a lot of people I'm telling you, like you could be the smartest person in the world. All right. But you have to, you have to know opportunity. When opportunity is in your face, you have to, you know, there's a thing that, there's a thing that I just started listening to, listening to. He's a motivational speaker, Les, uh, Les Brown, which I'm actually going to upload one of his uh, motivational speeches, but he talks about being hungry. And like, I've seen it through so many other motivational speakers where they're talking about, you got to be hungry, right? And what they're saying is you got to be willing to see opportunity and you got to be willing to take action on that opportunity. And when he told me that, my instantly I didn't say, oh, I don't want to talk to this guy, John. I don't want to do anything for him. I said, that's opportunity, and I'm going out there, and I'm going to help him, and I hope to God that he comes back and asks me to do more things for him. So that's what you guys need to start doing. You need to start, instead of complaining about things, looking at it as opportunity and hoping that someone comes back. All right? That's what you should be doing. That was something that happened today. Uh, or actually happened throughout this, uh, the beginning of this week, I think it was Tuesday that I helped him out with the green screen and everything, or maybe like over, uh, I think it was like uh, Friday and I carried over until today, which I, I helped show because he wanted me to come by his office and show him how to do it. So I physically went down there, showed him and he, and he was impressed. He was like, wow, like I didn't even know you could do that. He's like, he's like the Dean, this is the coolest part guys. I go in there and I'm like, yeah, this is how you do it. And he was like, Hey, before we even get started, he's like, I showed the Dean, the video and he's like he was extremely impressed how well it came out and he was like really shocked and so just to let you know that it's that could lead into a networking opportunity and that's what I was thinking was if I could I've seen this thousands and thousands of times with these with uh, I don't want to say these people but like the people in my office they, they don't realize if you want to move up in a company, you want to make more pay, you got to take on more responsibility. You can't do the, you can't say, oh, I'm not getting paid enough. I don't want more, I don't want more uh, work to be done. That's just saying that you don't want more opportunity. The more that you can prove that you're an asset at that company is when you will start to become getting paid more. I promise you that. It might not be the next day. It might not be a week. It might not be a month. It might not be a year, but your value will increase over time. And, that, and that's the one specific thing I've learned. Working, being a young kid, learning different things, not being afraid to go, all right, I don't know this, but I'm going to go out there and learn it. I'm going to go and do this. So you have to be willing to take the opportunities that are being presented to you. Now, <clears throat> if you want to learn a lot about the whole opportunity thing, that I, I've talked, I think it was last uh, the last uh, episode, episode, we're on what, 34 right now? 
So episode 33 is what I talked about with opportunity. Um, so if you want to go listen to that one, go listen to that one. I encourage you to, but my, my whole point is that it just, it, it impressed me because the first thing I said, and I specifically said to him was it's opportunity. And it's also networking opportunity because I said specifically to him, like word for word to, to the person that told me that I shouldn't do it because he's going to ask more of me. I said, what's going to happen is I'm going to go do this video. People are going to go see this video and go, wow, that's great. Word of mouth is going to start going and he's going to talk to the person that, you know, like, like he said, the Dean said, Oh, who did this? Like it was, it was amazing. It was well done. Right. And that's what he told me. As soon as I got there today, he's like, the Dean was impressed. He didn't know, like, he, like he wanted to know who did it. So that's, that's what you have to start doing. You have to start doing the small things to get to the big things. All right. Most people don't want to do the small things because they feel like it's not worth their time, energy, or money. And you have to be willing to do the small things to get to the big things. All right. Um, that's when opportunity really shines when you're, when you're, offered small things. I promise you the small things sometimes are worth more than the big things. Now, obviously you want the big things, but to get to the big stuff, the big, you know, the big opportunity, you have to go through the small opportunity. So it's the only way there's no shortcut to the big opportunity. You got to work your way from the bottom, work away from the bottom up. All right. It's not up to down. It's bottom to up. All right. Um, that was that. Uh, I was, I was, you know, I, I did the, I don't know if like people might not believe me. I don't, I don't care. I did it for myself, but I actually worked the two hours once I came back. Most people would have played video games, watched Netflix, slept. Uh, I worked two hours and then I came back and then I'm now I'm doing this. I'm going to hit the gym right after this, probably do a 40 minute, uh, exercise. And then, uh, I'm working with, uh, I'm trying to take some time and, and give my girlfriend some attention with like personal finance. So I'm trying to help her with her personal finances. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get specifics for that cause that's, that's her business. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm trying to show you that I'm, I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. I'm filling up the gaps and I'm trying to hit it as hard as I possibly can. I'm trying to help as many people around me. So like family, friends, outsiders, anyone that, you know, I say outsiders, not to offend people, but outsiders, meaning people that maybe I personally don't know and that I'm, that I'm going to meet. All right. Um, what else can I update you before we start getting into these topics? The other thing, what's up, Eli? The other thing that was really cool is I went yesterday, which, uh, um, you know, some bad things happened. But I went yesterday out with uh, uh, my friend Jimmy and his brother Costa and then his other, their other brother uh, Jonathan came out. But the coolest part was I went out with them and they're, and they're Greek, all right? So the, the cool part about going out with them is I get to learn something new. Now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm obviously white. I don't know many languages. I failed Spanish more times than I can count. Um, and every single time I'm around them, they speak in Greek. All right. So I have no idea what they're saying half the time. They're talking to each other back and forth. It's one of those things where, you know, like, let's say you went outside your culture and, you know, they're talking different languages and, you know, sometimes you do feel uncomfortable, but I like that. I like being uncomfortable because it's going to force me to figure out what I need to do. All right. But I went out with them to this, this Greek restaurant last night, and uh, the, the owner came out and started talking um, to Jimmy and Costa. This is before Jonathan got there. And what I noticed was, was one of the, the coolest things I think anyone could have really, like, have, you know, seen in the sense of the owner came out, 
All right, it was a, it was a small Greek restaurant. Owner comes out and shakes their hand and, and starts talking to them. And he sits down with us, right? He didn't just shake their hands. He sat down with us and started talking to them in Greek, all right? They start sitting down, talking to them in Greek. You know, it's, everything sounds great. They're, they're communicating. I have no idea what's being said, all right? So I can't tell you specifically what's going on in the conversation, but just from looking at, at the perspective of it, things are going well, all right? Guy ends, the, the owner ends up getting up and, and going back, and, and, uh, and I'm just, I'm kind of puzzled because that, you know, I'm in a place that I, I don't know the culture really, really well. I actually asked him, because uh, me and Jimmy go way back. Like, first job I ever had, ran into Jimmy as a cook, and that guy, that guy is complete family to me because it's been, I think now, like, eight years I've known him, and um, he does carpentry work. Uh, I think he does, like, a couple other different things, but I think he mainly focuses on carpentry, uh, like, flooring and stuff like that. But um, the point of the matter is I've been, I've been friends with him. Like, he's a strong connection. I've been friends with him for, like, eight years, and our age differences are not even close, all right? He, he's a lot older than me, but um, – I think I'm the only one that's really like stuck with him, like not stuck, but I think I'm the only one that has uh, tried to, to keep everything together, like uh, close together. But the whole point that I'm trying to make here is uh, I went there and I felt really uncomfortable in the sense of like, not like when I say uncomfortable, I just mean like, I didn't really know what was going on. All right. And I'm sure like most of the time, like, I think anyone can relate to that. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're white, Asian, you know, Spanish, black, you know, African-American or whatever you want to use the, the pronoun for it. But the point of the matter is, you know, I think we've all been into situations we didn't really know what was going on and we felt uncomfortable, but then it, it, it was good, right? Like you sat through it and then it was good. And the coolest thing I took away from that was they came there they ordered a lot of food, all right? And this is something that we talked about when we got back in the truck. And they're like, he was so happy to see us. All, you know, he, he came in and gave us, like, special service. And, and out of probably like, every, everyone that was there, like, when we were there, everyone kind of looked at us like, oh, who are these guys? Uh, and, and the owner's coming out and sitting with them and, and all this stuff, right? We had, like, the, the famous, like, almost like a, almost like a famous kind of vibe when we went there, right? Where everyone's looking at us, everyone thinks they probably, you know, who are these guys, right? But what I noticed was they ended up paying, right? They, the amount of money they spent at that restaurant probably tripled every person that was there. As most people are going to go there, they're probably going to get an entree, maybe some wine. Uh, I think we had wine there. Maybe some wine to go with the, the Greek meal or the entree, right? But the amount of money they spent there was probably like three times a single person that would eat there. All right. So I started thinking about that when we were talking about it. And I was like, I, I was like, you know, that's why he gave you that service because to him, you're, you're a valuable customer because you come there and spend a lot of money there and you're driving him a lot of business. So I, 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 you know, I really thought about that, but it was crazy because the way how the situation played out where he came, sat down with them and, and most owners don't really do that. Most owners, I, I can honestly probably say, I don't think a lot of owners were just sat down there, had a little bit of a side conversation and then went back to work. But because it was a small business and, and you know, he probably knew a lot of uh, 
the people there. And obviously they've been there a couple times or else he probably would have done that. But um, the point of the matter is, and it's also the way Jimmy talks. Like Jimmy talks like you're his brother no matter what. All right. That's another thing that I've always picked up on with Jimmy. Jimmy talks to people like, like you're not different from him. All right. Jimmy talks to people like you're his brother, like you're his family. And, and he might not even know you. And I think that's what gets Jimmy a lot of, uh, a lot of like, that's how that escalated into that moment where, where, uh, what do you call it? Where he, you know, the guy sat down with us and, and went through and was talking to them. And to me, it, it was just, it was just so crazy. Like it's, it's one of those moments where like I could explain it, but like without you sitting there and physically going through it, it's, it's really hard. Uh, I mean, not hard to imagine, but it's hard to really understand the full concept. But I, I it was, cr- it's, it is crazy. It really is. And, and, you know, I've, I actually learned a lot, even though I had some errors that night. But, uh, you know, I, overall, I mean, it definitely, it just because of that moment was definitely worth it. Now, I think that's everything I wanted to update. Uh, and talk about oh there's one other thing too that we'll talk about uh that happened to me also within this week all right and the reason I, and the reason I'm telling you the guys these stories is not to not to bo- like boast about myself it's to start getting you guys to realize the stuff I'm talking about I'm physically trying to do as I talk to you guys so you know opportunity like got to take every opportunity you got to say yes more you got to do this I'm physically trying to do that at the same time. I'm, I'm, you know, telling you guys uh, about these subjects and things that I'm learning through motivational speakers and uh, all the information I'm grabbing. I'm trying to just compress out to as many people as I possibly can at the same time, reinforcing it to myself. All right. So I'm not just some guy behind a computer screen that's just giving you guys this type of information and saying, all right, like do whatever you want with it. I'm physically trying to go on a journey uh, with you in a sense, if you guys are trying to take in this stuff and go and, um, and actually try to learn and, and put yourself out there. You know what I'm saying? So let me see. So before I get into that other story, what I'll do is we'll go through the two and let me write a note real quick. Let me just write a note. I got a pen right here. I'm all prepared. I'll write a, a note to myself to do that story at the end. Real quick. Uh, I'll just write story. And I'll like triple highlight it, all right? So we're going to move on to the two subjects. I don't want to keep doing stories and then boring people, so I'll, I'll put it towards the end after I do the two subjects that I'm going to talk about. So the first subject we'll talk about is, uh, hang on, I had to hit that like button. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is uh, if you can remember people's names that you come across, like random, just, you know, try to use, if you go to the grocery store, right, and you have a cashier, try to look at the name tag and try to, at the end when you say thank you or, you know, most of the time you're going to say thank you if, if you're leaving or they did something for you. So you go, thank you, Jessica, right? And then um, I think there was something at the end of that Hang on, about why you, why you should remember names. All right, so yeah, that was the whole thing. So that's the concept that I was going to get into. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of things that I've done that I've realized through this. 
Yeah. And then, so the other thing too is I got this information from this book. All right. So this is a chapter that was in here, which I'm, I'm still trying to get through this book. I think I'm almost halfway to this book. All right. This is the book my uncle gave me. It's, uh, if you guys want to actually go out and go get it, it's actually, I know it's a good one because I've taken this to Toastmasters and people have told me I've read that book like five, seven times because it was so good. So it talks about, um, or the cover is how to win or how to win and how to win friends and influence people. All right. By Dale Carnegie. So that's the book. If you guys want to go out there and go, uh, and go get it for yourself, go get an audio program from it or whatever. But what this book has given me through like the one subject that's on here, which is, uh, should you should remember names you come across. Now, what I talked about in this book, what's up, Edwin? What's up, Alex? What ended up being taught, taught to me in this book was they gave an example of a person that was one of the most influential people in the whole entire world. And he said what he was extremely well known for was remembering people's names. All right. He knew so many people's names. So when they came, uh, so let's just say he just met you, right? We came into a conversation and I just met you or he just met you and he would remember your name instantly. And, and he said he did tricks on, he would tell himself, what's up, Bradley. He would tell himself different clues. Like maybe if your name was, let's just say Ashma, cause Ashma is the first one on here that I see. So you take your name and it's Ashma. And let's say he's like, all right, I'm going to have a hard time remembering this name. He would tell himself the name three times repetitively. So he'd go Ashma, Ashma, Ashma. And then he knew that if he said it three times, it would stick in his head if it was a tricky name. Um, there was another trick that I forgot that he said that he did, but there's another trick that he used. And um, I can't remember the trick, but he, what he tried to do is just remember people's names. And he said the other thing that he realized was, let's say you're going to a convenience store. Let's say you're going to a store and you know, most of the time they have name tags. Sorry, you can't see it on Facebook, but most of that time they have the name tags right here. It's just cause I think the way this is propped, but um, they have the name tags, right? Most probably like nine out of 10 people will never use the name tag. All right. It's just, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't have a really like a real explanation why I just think it's cause people are lazy to be honest with you. And you kind of tend to overlook things. It's so much easier to go to someone and just be like, Hey, like, Hey sir, how's it going? Um, I really need help finding this product. Thank you, sir. You know what I mean? It's so much easier. That's why I say laziness because it really is so much easier to just basically just call them like, hey, like, hey, uh, hey, sir, hey, ma'am. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to physically look and, and take a little bit more time to look at the name tag and then try to pronounce it. Most people are scared to pronounce people's names too. I actually have that kind of fear, to be honest with you. If I'm going to be bluntly honest with you, I really have that fear because I'm not good at pronouncing names. I'll see a name and I'm like, like, okay, I actually have this one instance. I'll give you an example. Um, I went to Publix and the girl making my sub, I wasn't sure how to pronounce. I, like I kind of like, sometimes I second guess myself too, which is a, I do that a lot. Uh, and I went up there and I saw her name and I think it was, um, date Daza or, uh, I think it was date Deja, but the way it was spelled threw me off. I can't remember how it was spelled, but I know it was Deja. And I'm like, all right, like, cause I told, I told my mom too. Cause like, you know, I try to tell my mom what I'm going to do sometimes when I'm out with her. Cause she might be like, you know, what are you doing? It might throw her off and I want her to do that. So 
I'm like, hey, like I read this book and it's telling me that I should go and actually start trying to, you know, remember people's names and start using their names because most people don't do that. People just bypass that. So I, you know, I went up there and I was like, I'm like, all right, like I, I don't think I know how to pronounce her name. So I'm just going to ask her if that's what it is. And I went up there and I was like, I was like, thank you so much for the sub. I, how do you pronounce your name? Is it De Deja? And she's like, yeah, Deja. And I was like, thank you, Deja, so much for making this sub. All right. The other thing I noticed is when I said that, she she did respond well. Like most people respond well. And like the reason why you do that, at least in the book, is what they're trying to say is nine out of 10 people I don't know if that's a real statistic, by the way. I'm just telling you, like, to give it a little bit more, it like, for it to kind of stick in your head a little bit more, because no one does it. I'm telling you, if like, if you if you really pay attention, if you've ever worked in retail, ever worked in something where it's a lot of customer service, face to face interaction, no one uses the name. You might find one, maybe a couple people throughout the day, but no one really uses the name. And when someone uses your name, you, you you're more attent to them. It's just. It's just something that's, you know, I, I don't really know how to explain it other than that. It's just something where someone doesn't do it and now someone's coming to doing it and it you get shocked because, like, you're just uh, – you're assuming that he's not going to do it, right? So I said it to her and what I realized was she was more attent and they were really slow. Like, I've always noticed, like, the public's over here. They always have, like, seven, six people back there, but it's really slow. And I never understood it which we'll talk about that in a whole nother time about maybe like, maybe that's another topic I'll write about is like what I noticed about like slow customer service and things like when you go out and, and a lot of people know about it, it's not a secret, but um, the point is it was really slow. I think there was like lines, like she was doing a lot of things at once, didn't seem happy. And when I said that her face lit up cause like I, you know, I was trying to show her like, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the sub. And then I, and I used her name uh, Deja, right? And I asked her too. So I was trying to be polite because I, I wanted to make sure I don't like screwing people's names up. It, I do feel extremely uncomfortable when I do mess people's names up and they're like, that's not my name. It's this. And I go, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, and then I try to recorrect myself. But the point of the matter is that's what you should be doing. Now, sometimes you might not be able to get away. I mean, there really is no excuse. Actually, I was actually gonna make an excuse for you. And I was going to say, sometimes there's no name tags to, uh, to read, but you should still ask for their name. So even though it's a little bit more intimidating to ask someone like, Hey, what's your name? Right. Instead of looking at a name tag, you know, that should be the next step. It shouldn't be an excuse. You shouldn't, you should always use their name, always find out their name, always thank them. It's just the right thing to do. It's just common. It, it kind of is common sense. If you really think about it, it's common sense. And that's, that's real customer service. It's what you should be doing. All right. One thing I did notice when this person said, when I read this in the book, every single time we go and um, I go on, let's say, uh, Facebook Messenger for Broward College, and we're, we're going through and answering the questions from people, the one thing I noticed is we always did that. We always took the first, the, the first person, the, the, eh, the person's first name, right, and put it in, and it just shows that how much more you care. It's just kind of like a sympathy type thing where, you know, if I'm talking to you and your name's Nick and I go, thank you so much, Nick, for helping me out with this. It just goes to show you that, you know, you're more intent to that person, right? It's more, it's better customer service. So that's what I read on that, on that subject. And, and it actually did make me really like look at it because I do it all the time. I never pay attention to the name tags. 
I always know there's a name tag there. I think I think when I worked at my uh, first job, I, I had to wear a name tag always. And uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people overlook this one. So if you go out there and do it, and you actually start trying to use people's names, I'm telling you, the worst mistake you can tell yourself is I'm not good with names because I I tell I do do this. All right, I do do this, and I shouldn't I shouldn't do it anymore. I used to tell people all the time. I, I normally go into a room of people and, they're t- and you know you, how you have to introduce yourself maybe to like nine or ten people and I always say it. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I probably shouldn't say it because the more times you say something uh, like, like, say I'm like a lot, but if the more times you say something like, uh, let's say I went out and I'm like, I'm not good at this job, you're going to be more like that, right? So that's why I really shouldn't say I'm really sorry if I mess your name up because I'm really bad with names. Because the more times I say that, the more times it's gonna I'm gonna keep doing it. You know what I mean? So I really, I really think that you guys should try to do that because, and not make excuses. Because I'm working on the memory game. You know, I don't have the best memory. I, that's why I was never good at taking tests because I I didn't have a good memory. I I couldn't remember a lot of things. But there's tricks. Like, I think I ran across something, um, like, a while ago. I don't remember all the details on how to remember. But there's tricks to remembering names. Like, I told you, the one guy, if he couldn't pronounce it properly, tell himself three times out loud. So, Ashma, Ashma, Ashma. And then the name would stick in his head, right? I've had to do that a couple times, too, before uh, someone would tell me their name. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm not going to forget this person's name. And I keep telling myself in my head, like, let's say the guy's name is John, right? I'm like, John, 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 John. And then before I knew I was going to leave and shake his hand, I'd be like, John, John. And then be like, all right, John, thank you so much for your time. And then I'd leave and shake his hand and leave, right? So you got to do what you got to do to remember there's ways to do it. You can't use the excuse that you're not good at, you, you don't have a good memory. Uh, go train yourself. Because I'm telling you, this is one of the most important skills that you should know that people overlook by far. Hands down, people overlook this one, and it's the most common way to have a, a great interaction with another human being that you have no idea who they are, even if you do know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be going out there, and you should be collecting names. Now, or remembering people's names when you talk to them. Now, the second one we're going to go over, uh, which isn't really – it's not a topic that's going to – I mean, it probably been, it does kind of benefit you, but I came up today – I think it was today or was it yesterday? I think it was today. No, I think it was yesterday. I'm sorry. Came with it yesterday and I was telling myself, you know, I should really explain why I started these live streams because I'm just, you know, like people probably join in and they're probably like, all right, he's talking about this, but why? Right? There's no why. I didn't, I don't think I ever really put out a why statement of why I'm doing these, uh, these live streams and then eventually a podcast and start moving into different technology elements where, you know, I can create my own networks and shows and stuff like that. Um, so the real reason I started these live streams was for two major reasons, right? The first one, which is the biggest reason, the second one is probably like, people like, yeah, of course. But the first, the, the most powerful reason of why I wanted to start this stuff was I got a lot of the stuff I'm talking to you about, I had to learn. Well, you know, you probably tell yourself, of course, but I was in a, I've hit rock bottom before. All right. I've hit the, I think the lowest, I mean, I'm not going to say the lowest that I possibly could win. Cause I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure 
I hit the lowest point uh, in, in my personal life. And what I realized was from the very start of what I was trying to do, I was in the right direction, right? I had the right motives. I had the right drive and, and, and you know, probably not the perfect drive, but I had the right attitude, the right drive, the right direction, the right vision. Um, and the people around me just completely like, I don't want to say they completely screwed me, but they kind of did because I was getting the wrong information. I wasn't getting the right information. Now, if you have the wrong information, this is something Grant Cardone talks about a lot. So if you're a Grant Cardone fan, hats off to you because this is what this guy has uh, changed my life on. If you have the wrong information and you're trying to do, you know, let's say you're trying to get to point A, right? There's point A and point B. If you're trying to get to point A with the wrong information, you're, you might be heading towards point B. So in order to get to point A, your, your real destination, you have to have the right information and you have to take the right amount of action, right? But if you have the wrong information, you're going to be applying a lot of, let's say, like massive action, but you're going to end up going towards the wrong destination because you don't have the right information. You're not going to where you need to go, right? It's almost like GPS, right? If you plug in the wrong destination in the GPS, you're not going to your destination. So you got to start thinking of things a little bit more logical. That's something that I was very good at when it came to different situations. And I think, I think that's how, you know, I, I became so driven and, and I knew what I wanted. I had a clear vision because I thought of things very logical. Um, and that, you know, you don't want to be too logical either, which I'm starting to realize too, because, uh, what happens is sometimes when it comes to massive action, if you think too logical in the massive action, you're gonna, you're gonna kind of jip yourself out because you have to be, you have to be logical, but unreasonable. That's something I learned from Grant Cardone. You have to be unreasonable with things like your goals have to be unreasonable. Uh, let's say you, you're telling yourself, all right, I know I can get 25 units for like multifamily. Tell you like 10 times that and go for 150 units, maybe 275 units. That's, I, actually, that's one of my goals. I think, get 275 multifamily units. All right. So the point of the matter is if you set things too low, you're going to, you're going to kind of like back out of it. Cause like, it's not, it's the reward at the end of the tunnel is not going to be good enough. Then the other thing that I just was listening to Grant today on the 10x rule, which is kind of ties in. That's the only reason why I'm kind of going off course a little bit. But uh, he said the the one thing that people argue with him on that point of view is um, if you set it too high, people get overwhelmed and they quit. And and his reason behind why you should no matter what 10x it and go for a higher goal is because either way you're going to quit, right? So if you set the target too low, it's not going to have enough reward and you're going to quit. And yeah, maybe you might quit because the, let's say your goal now is like 10 times, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, how am I going to get that? Uh, which you shouldn't be doing, by the way. You shouldn't be telling yourself, oh man, how am I going to get like, oh my, like, damn, I'm doing like slot. But started this was because I hit the rock bottom People around me weren't supporting my ideas or goals. What's up, Ashma? Appreciate you coming back on. And people, the people around me were just telling me that I should accept certain things. I couldn't change this. I can't do that. And that's where I hit rock bottom because, you know, I went through a really bad breakup or whatever. I think that's actually what caused a lot of this stuff. But what really caused my issues to hit rock bottom was I didn't have a foundation. I was going by what everyone else wanted me to do. 
what everyone else's visions were, what everyone had accepted that was possible to be. And I knew there was so much more to life than just, you know, just going to work, coming home. You know, I work a nine to five right now, but my vision and my mentality is to do my own thing, create my own type of, uh, I guess, community and, and people and, and actually help people. Like I, I'm very driven to go and help other people. And that's why, like, when I start learning about this information, I want to pass it. Now, the second thing, so that's where my drive comes from, because I've been rock bottom. I know what it's like. I, um, I also want to give back as much as possible. And information is the most satisfying thing you can give another human being, because uh, life is all a mental game, all right? It's two-part mental and one part physical that's something i read in grant cardone's uh millionaires to success uh i think it's millionaires to success no i don't mind i'm thinking of someone else <laughs> but it's his millionaire playbook i know that for a fact i think the other thing i was thinking about his book but um the fact of the matter is information is so powerful to be to be uh presented to someone that that's how you take action is the information in your brain now people a lot of people might might agree with that and a lot of people might not. Now it comes down to your beliefs, which is why I'm really thinking about going more into, uh, you know, I don't really care. I, I never cared what someone else's political beliefs were, but you know, I, I obviously have my beliefs and the reason I'm in a certain party is because of the, the way I think and act and, and believe. And it's most, mostly because of the mental factors and stuff. But that's for, you know, that's something that I, and we're not going to really go too far into because this is not a political channel. I don't want people getting too political on this channel. This is more of like helping people and getting people into a better mindset and all that stuff and uh, things that you can pass. But look, you know, look for that. Eventually, I'm, I am going to do a political channel, right? I know for a fact I'm going to do a political channel. And, you know, half of the world might hate me and half the world might like me. But, you know, it's just something that, that once you start learning about your mindset and how powerful it is, you start to realize why one side is doing one thing and one side's not doing another thing. But whole other story, we'll get to that some other time. But um, the whole point too was I started seeing all this negative stuff. So, you know, we got into a little bit of political stuff, but if you go on Facebook, you go on all this, this social media stuff, hell yeah, Ashma, power to the people. <laughs> But um, the whole the whole point was I went on to see all this negative stuff on Facebook, right? This person didn't agree with this person's political views, so he's going to shout out this person. Then you wrote a comment to this person and said, hey, I don't – and see, like, the funny thing with all the political chatter was, yeah, maybe I didn't believe in what you believed, but I tried to have a civil debate with a person or whatever, a little civil discussion or a comment or whatever, right? And what you tend to see is that one side – just believes the other side is complete evil. I don't I don't believe any any person on one side is complete evil. I think everyone wants to do what's right, but the problem is the information that's being provided. Information is what's going to to create your beliefs, what's going to be right and wrong, and and like I that's why I started this was because it's all about your mind. It's all about what you believe in, what you truly believe, the difference that you want to go make, and the life that you want to have. And that's why I created this channel, right? Uh, yeah, like these live streams. Eventually, it'll be a podcast. Eventually, you know, maybe branded off into something else. But that's really why I created this stuff because I wanted to get more active, social media wise, with my personal my personal stuff. But at the same time, 
I didn't want to just post pictures of me going on vacation. I didn't want to just post random political garbage. I didn't want to just post nonsense. I wanted to create content on my personal profiles that would make a difference in the world and the world around me, right? And that's why I'm creating these live streams. That's why I'm doing this. That's what's actually driving me to keep going, and I'm on episode 34, and eventually I'm going to hit episode 100 and keep going from there, right? That's what drives me to get on here and talk to you guys for an hour or whatever. Um, but that's the real drive. Now, the second thing, too, is I obviously have a business. This is like the third thing, I guess. But I obviously have a business, Done Deal Investments, LLC. I wanted to somehow use my personal profile too at the same time to get that out there to get that business going because that's going to help a lot of people so i figured i couldn't just come on here for an hour and just blab about done deal investments and what i want to do and all that stuff i needed to show people how committed i am to changing my life and other people's life so that's another huge reason why i created this channel these uh live streams and this you know these channels and stuff uh, was because of that. I needed to show you guys proof. I couldn't just blab for an hour and just talk about done deal investments LLC and what I can do and what I want to do. I needed to show you guys the person I was face to face, and I needed people to trust me and get to know me more as a as a you know as a person, a human being. To then you know I could then do a little bit more branding with done deal investments. Sorry guys, someone's calling me, but um. So that's the whole the whole purpose was was that that's the, the that's the third reason too. So those are the three main reasons why I started uh, these these uh, goals and updates episodes or live streams. Uh, eventually, I'll probably change the name. I just like the idea of goals and updates because really the stuff I'm talking about is uh, related to my goals, and I'm kind of giving you updates on my life. So it just made sense at the moment just to start to do goals and updates. I haven't yet thought of something clever to name these uh, live streams, you know, like give it a real title, but I don't know. I do like the goals and updates. It's just, it's just something that got me going and, it, and, and I like it because it's really what I'm doing is I'm, sh I'm sharing goals that I'm creating and information that I have and producing goals. And at the same time, I'm trying to uh, update you on my progress through the goals that I'm creating, right? Hopefully inspire you to go and do more. Uh, what else? All right, uh, all right, so now what I'll do real quick since I explained that, probably really short, and I want to try to wrap this up a little bit. I'm going to do that story that I was telling you about, which was, which was crazy. So what happened was I go to stats class, which, by the way, filled that. This is my second time taking stats. Real quick, just giving you an update on college. Uh, for anyone that has quit on, on your degree and you're right there, you're so close and you gave up or, you know, you're struggling to get through it, keep going. I failed accounting one twice. I failed accounting two, three times. I, and I've passed these classes, by the way. I failed accounting three, not accounting three, uh, accounting one, I think three times, I think two times, actually. I'm going on my third time this term. and then. Um, what else? Uh, stats I failed. This is my second time taking stats. All right? Second time taking stats, and I'm going to pass it. First test got a B. Second test got a C. Third test got an A. And this fourth test, I'm going to go and get an A. Just, just, just to go get another A. All right? Just because I failed it, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to win. I'm a winner. All right? So 
just to give you a little idea on, on college, on, on what, what, what's been going on, all right? I, I've been cut on my, my grant funding. Um, I've been paying out of pocket for, for this class and next class. They, they racked my ass up on it because uh, it's the third time taking the class and now they can charge me some stupid ass rule or they can charge me um, out of state fees, all right? So I'm gonna pay a lot of money most people would have said, oh, shit, I'm out to pay a lot of money. Fuck this. I'm telling you specifically, I'm going to go and get that class. <laughs> all right? I I'm going to pass, and I'm going to get my two-year degree. I'm just letting you guys know that right now. All right? It's not going to stop me. Money's not going to stop me. Going to class isn't going to stop me. Family ain't going to stop me. Just letting you guys know. All right? Just, just to give you a uh, perspective on, you know, my mindset. But um, so I ended up what happens is I go to stats and I get there 30 minutes early. I'm trying to get into the habit of getting anywhere I have to go early. Early is the new on time. On time is late. All right. That's, that's my, that's my new way of thinking with things. All right. So I get there 30 minutes early. Now there's always a lady that sits there. That's in my, my stats class that gets there like way before me, way before 30 minutes. All right. Like, I don't know how long she gets there. I think I've beaten her once of the, the seven, eight times I've gotten there 30 minutes early. But she's always there before me, all right? Sat down with her, and, and this happened, I think, yes, yesterday, because it was Wednesday. So sat down with her, started talking to her, and I, and I always go, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm going to admit to you guys, I don't know her name. And that's, my, and that's the biggest mistake probably in this whole conversation I'm going to pick up on right now. All right. I don't know her name after I just told you guys how to do that. And I, um, and I talk to her all the time, but I always go, Hey, how's it going? Instead of using her name, which is a big mistake. Now that I know that Monday, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask for her name. She might laugh at me, but I'm going to go get the name for you guys just because that, you know, I should be doing what I'm saying. And I should be doing. All right. But I anyway, sit down with her. How's it going? Talk for a little bit. I normally ask her about the stats class. You know, if she knows all the stuff that's going on. After that, because they're because you know we're there for like thirty minutes and like we're gonna we're gonna talk, all right. Starts telling me about her life. Now I don't know why, okay. I don't know exactly why she started telling me about her life and different elements and stuff. I think it's just because like she sometimes when you have certain traits, people can sense it, all right. I always come dressed out. I come early. Um, and, and I, and I think just the way I present myself to her, what's up, Kay, uh, Kaylee, I think it's Kaylee. Uh, but you know, so I'm presenting myself now for some reason, she starts telling me about her life. All right. And she starts going on and saying how she never went to college before. Right. I think she, she has to be older. She has to be in her late thirties, early forties. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think she gave me an age. I'm not going to ask her. It's disrespectful, <laughs> but Started talking to me about how she never went to college. She now has two kids. Um, I, I think she's divorced. Her, I think her ex-husband tried to, to kill her, and she got a divorce, got out of that. Uh, so I think she went through, like, a lot of other problems that I, you know, I don't remember. She went through a, a, a whole list of things that went wrong in her life, right? And she said when I was younger, when I was about your age, I, I think she said, like, 26. But I told her I was 23. So she's like, I think when I was about 26 – uh, she's like, I ended up not going to college. I figured that I could do everything on my own and go out and, and start doing business. And she was like, it was a little bit of a different time back then. Degrees weren't weighed as heavily as they are now in society. And she's like, I went out, I made a lot of money. I ended up creating other businesses that linked to this one business and started getting permits and started doing real business. And she's like, 
I was definitely up in the wealthy class. And she's like, we had, you know, we had a bunch of cars, we had jet skis, we had boats. Uh, she's like, we didn't worry about money. So she, you know, she was comfortable, right? So what ended up happening was she said she got too comfortable and shit went south. Like, like things that she didn't expect to happen happened. I don't remember exactly like certain things that, that hit her, but something happened where um, she had to probably close those businesses or whatever, and she didn't have money. Like I guess either she spent a lot of it, uh, she didn't embrace herself to work harder than what she was doing. She got too comfortable and relaxed and probably slowed down instead of picking back to full speed, right? Which this is common. I've heard this stuff through motivational speakers that majority of the people that end up becoming rich, they lose it. They can't keep it. Now, I can't tell you specifically that I've seen that because I haven't hit that point. I'm not, I'm not wealthy. I'm not the 1% or 3% in the United States. I don't have wealth, all right? I don't have this massive wealth um, that, that she's probably explaining or, you know, what most people explain as wealth. I don't have that yet. So I, I, you know, and that's the other thing I told her is like, I know it's there. I haven't physically seen it, but I know it's there. And that's, what's weird for me is like, I know it's there. I know it's not a myth. I know there's wealth above me. I just have to somehow get to it. All right. Um, so the, the point that she's making was she got comfortable, lost, I guess, lost the businesses and lost all her money and she became broke and she has two kids. She's divorced. And she's like, I told myself that since I'm broke, and I got to start over again, that because I was already at the wealthy point in my life, that I could get there again. So she's going through college right now. So she's, let's just say she's, let's say she's, I don't know, in her late thirties, right? Most college kids are between probably like their 20, their maybe like 18 through like their twenties or early twenties, right? Um, because most of the time people go, they graduate high school and they go into college and then, you know, so we got in this discussion and she started telling me how she lost everything, basically, and she's trying to get back up. And she's struggling right now because she's going to school. She's losing time with her kids. She's losing money because now she has to trade time for money. And you know, if she's at college, she can't go and work, obviously, the hours. And she's losing money. And she, and she keeps telling herself, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Right? So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this is crazy. Because right, I've, heard, I've heard these stories a lot. I've heard a lot of these stories before, right? I'm going through it or whatever. And uh, she starts saying how all she keeps putting in the back of her mind is I'm right there. Like, I only have one class to pass. She's like, I'm struggling a little bit in this class. Like, I think she's going to pass. I'm pretty sure she's going to pass the stats class that I'm in. But she's like, I'm struggling with this English 2 class. The professor's really hard. She's like, I might fail it. And she's like, um, she's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to pass this class. Right. So I'm like, you know, it's it, like, if you fail it, it's okay. Just go back and get it. Cause you're so close. And I'm like, I have the same exact feeling where I'm like, I know right now I'm wasting a lot of time in the sense of I could be putting my time into so much more productive stuff than coming to class, doing homework and doing this stuff, right. Doing the stuff that's probably not going to benefit me. But I'm like, I just keep telling myself, you know, I've came too far. I put too much cash out of my own pocket into this. I'm basically going to get a two-year degree with zero student loans. 
where most people go to college, like nine out of 10 people go to college and they come out with 40 to 80 to $100,000 in debt, I'm going to walk away with $0 with student loans. And if anyone knows student loans, it is the worst debt to have. If you can get any type of debt, the last type of debt you want is student loans, all right? It's, it's government type loan. So you, you don't want that for, you know, you know, so many people I talk to that have these loans and they're like, oh, I've been paying them for like 30 years now. And I'm <laughs> like, I went to school like 25, 30 years ago and I'm still paying these loans. So I'm just letting you guys know if, if you're looking at school, it, you know, you gotta be careful of those loans. Now so she's telling me all this stuff. She's like, I don't have any loans. She's like, I don't pay a lot of money to come here because she's like, I get, I get financial aid. Um, so kind of like the same steps that I, that I thought to myself too. And I'm like, all right. And she's like, I put too much blood and sweat and tears into getting this degree to just back out now. So she's like, I keep going. I get up at six in the morning. I go to college and I put in the work and, you know, I keep telling myself it's going to be okay. I'm going to pass. And she's like, I'm going to do something that took me like 20 something years to come and, and do. And, uh, and it inspired me. Like I walked away from that conversation. Most people probably would are, I don't even know if most people even would have talked about it, to be honest with you. But I walked away from that conversation and telling myself, wow, like how inspirational is that, right? This person's telling me this story, which uh, like, you know, sometimes I kind of tell myself, like, I don't know why they're telling me this because um, it's, it's, it's really personal. Like, that's, that's not something that anyone's just going to go and talk to the next person next to them about, you know what I mean? They're not just going to go and, and sit on a line and start talking to them about like their personal life like that. So I started thinking to myself, like, I must have done something for her to tell me that. Either it was just I built trust with her. Um, I acknowledged her a bunch of times when I was there. It could have been a mixed, mixed amount of things. But I walked away from that telling myself, like, wow, that was an incredible inspirational story. I'm not going to forget that. I'm going to take that, lock it into my brain, and I'm going to push harder than what I'm pushing right now. And I actually probably did a lot more productive stuff that day just because I, I told myself, like, wow, it inspired me to go and do more. I've told, <laughs> the funny thing is I've told people that story and some people are like, eh, whatever, you know, and, and it, it's really mind bottling for me that I told someone that story and they're just like, yeah, it's whatever. I hear that all the time. And they probably don't hear that all the time. Just letting you know, I don't, I've ne that's the first time I've ever heard someone ever tell me that. And I've talked to a bunch, I've talked to a lot of people. Um, I, and I've heard those stories before on like, you know, like a motivational speaker. I've never heard it person like face to face to someone, but, um, I start, you know, it was just, it was a crazy moment in time to, to sit there and have that person uh, rely, you know, feel so much, I guess, belief or faith in me to tell me that story. And when I tell people that too, like people are like, oh, like some people just open up and tell you anything. And I'm like, yeah, but why did it take four to five times for her to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did it take four to five times for her to then start opening up to me and start talking about that? It must, uh, something must have clicked. I only have two minutes on. Instagram live stream. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to cut it. Um, we'll cut it around here because I want to get the story. I, I feel like I gave you guys more information. Um, real quick, before I go, before the minute and a half goes, just go go out and look at some of the stuff I have right now. I'm working on my SEO for Done Deal Investments LLC. It's just a brief description of it. It's just to help get someone that's in a financial situation linked up with a investor, all right, linked up with an investor 
to then get them out of the financial situation. So that way they're not going to go into uh, foreclosure with their home or they're going to get into a lot of credit issues. Uh, it's just this, uh, it's an easy situation, which I'll explain tomorrow because we'll have more time. I, I did a lot of stories today, but uh, just go look up Dunville Investments LLC. Uh, reach out to me if you know anyone in a, in a financial situation with their property. Uh, if you're an investor, real estate agent, um, anyone that's looking to do uh, business and get on a buyer's list and get under market deals, reach out to me. If you're just someone that wants to meet up and talk, have a, have a educational, you know, real logical conversation, I'm down for it. Hit me up. I'm trying to fill up that calendar behind me uh, with as many new people as I possibly can. I'm actually going to call a uh, Vietnamese veteran. Um, probably, I'm going to do tomorrow during my lunch break. I'm going to call him. I met him at a seminar. And I want to go in and start listening to some other people that, you know, he's a lot older, obviously. But all right, guys. My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunville Investments, LLC. And you guys have a great Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow at 630 sharp. Peace.